I just remember the doubters and and the haters, I guess, that, you know, it's not going to work. You don't know what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. And so utter being a you know, success, that's pretty rewarding. Welcome to the 209 Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Luis Urbano. And before we get started with today's episode, I just want to remind you, if you haven't yet, please give the podcast a follow on social media. You can find it at the 209 Journey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or I should say X, not Twitter. Uh, X, formerly Twitter. Um, Still getting used to it. (laughs) I don't really use the platform as much, um, but I do check it if you guys send a message through there uh, or through any of the other social media platforms. And if you do have someone you want to see on the 209 Journey podcast, feel free to send me a message on one of the social media pages. It really helps me out a lot. I've had people send me messages with potential guests to have on the show. And it really goes a long way since I do get quite busy. And if you guys have recommendations or you already know someone who has an interesting story to tell, then I'm more than happy to invite them to be on the podcast and highlight their story because... My only way of finding people's stories out is through other people or if they've had a newspaper article written on them or a video interview of sorts. And that's kind of my way to to know that. Or otherwise, I'm just sending messages out to people and then talking to them about how they got to a 209 or if they were raised here, how it was for them to, to be here. Or if they started a business here in the 209, what their journey was in starting the business and how that's going. So uh, I greatly appreciate any referrals that, that come my way. So let's go ahead and get started here with episode 40 of the 209 Journey Podcast. So on tonight's episode 40 or season two, episode six, I'm going to be interviewing Jerry Powell. He currently serves in a few committees in the Sherlock Chamber of Commerce, as well as the board of directors for the Sherlock Salvation Army. He owns several restaurants in the Sherlock area, including Cut Steakhouse, The Utter Place, The Grand Crew, and Katana Sushi Bar. And he recently started a new restaurant in Ripon called American Social, which we'll definitely be talking about here on tonight's episode. So welcome to a 209 Journey, Jerry. How are you? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you for being on here. I mean, I know you're a busy guy. you got a lot of restaurants that you own, so I uh, <laughs> appreciate the time. No problem. You were born and raised in the Houston area, which is really awesome since I believe you are the first guest that I have from Houston. So just tell me a little bit more about what it was like growing up in Houston and how you've seen it change over time. Okay. So I grew up in the the near Houston area, the near school in the beginning, then a little country school called Grattan. I think there was 11 or 13 kids in my eighth grade class, pretty small. And then I went to Houston High. Grew up playing baseball and stuff. Played some sports in high school, a wrestling, football mostly, a little baseball. And it was a great area to grow up. I mean, some lifelong friends, so lost friends, but you know, tight, tight little area. It was it was fun growing up around there. And still, you know, see guys from Denaire, Houston area. It was small town ag, grew up. My parents had nothing to do with ag. But I worked on ranches since I was in dairies and stuff that were close by to earn, earn money since I was probably about 11 years old. And that was great. Almonds, peaches, dairies, feeding cows, you name it. Done it over the years. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's 
that's what distinguishes us here in the Valley, right? We get the opportunities to, to have those moments of being able to, to see the agriculture in person and be around the, the farm animals too. And, you know, people in big cities, yeah. I can't really say the same. They see cows and they think they're, they're at a zoo, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I mean, I think it was great. I learned a lot, you know, working hard, that sort of deal. You know, I learned, how, I, I, I think I was probably 12 when I was driving. You know, I couldn't even see out the windshield. I had to scoot down in the chair to push the clutch in and then look where I was going and gas and go. And because I wasn't tall enough, but you just learn a lot. It's a great way to grow up, I think, being in the outdoors and doing certain things like that and working, you know, teaches you a lot. Oh, yeah, and, for sure. You know, yeah. You know, knowing what a lot of that's changed, there's not opportunities for kids like that anymore. And I think that makes a big difference in, in our society. And being an ag, even that's changed a lot. It's not, you know, it's not as much labor. There's so much more. I've seen the changes in machinery. It's been crazy. You know, these machines can do anything now that people used to do, which is pretty wild. But the ag business has changed a lot. Oh, yeah. No, it's crazy. Like just how, how much the machines could do and how much more they could do. Right. It's just going to keep <laughs> it's going to keep going from there. And it's like, are we ever going to be needed for any? <laughs> any job right like how much more could they do yeah more and more robots right yeah <laughs> pretty soon they're gonna be doing everything for us i guess <laughs> yeah well i know shortly after high school you joined the marine corps so just tell me more about about that and just uh, how how that was like sure so my senior year in high school i decided i wanted to join the marine corps one i mean i really didn't have i mean i could have i didn't want to work for someone else it was part of my deal the rest of my life or you know it wasn't like i was gonna get rich working on, on the dairy right and my family that you know we, we really don't have money so i looked at it as an opportunity i wanted to go to marine corps because i felt it was the best and i want a chance to do something like that challenging get out of the area i didn't have money for college not that i really had grades for college i was a solid I think I had to take a freshman class my senior year in order to graduate. So I wasn't, I, I, I worked and, you know, I did not put out academically in high school. Let's put it that way. You know, I worked, I goofed off and sports and whatever, and I just didn't focus in on the academics. So I'm not sure I would have gotten in anywhere anyways at that point. So I joined the Marine Corps my senior year, delayed entry went off the boot camp and was in the Marine Corps for four years. And I loved it, you know, went all over had a great time, great opportunity to meet diverse people, opportunities to lead. You, you, you know, you just learn a lot for life in general at a young age, traveled the world, Gulf war, and then came back and decided to go to, go to school starting at JC. I played football there for two years. I, I grew a lot from high school to I was about in between when I was 20 and 21, I grew a lot and then got out and played football at JC a couple years. That was fun. Got married, <laughs> had my daughter while I was still at JC. And then I transferred to Stanislaus and finished up there and got my degree in business with a concentration in finance. Nice. Yeah. I, I took a similar path to the JC and Stan, except I, I chose the marketing path too. So it's uh 
nice yeah. nice you uh you came back to to the the local colleges here well being a business major i want to know more about how you started your first business how that that went down especially after you got your degree in business and all that just walk, walk me through how that first business was like and and what what was it what was the first business well when I was in college, I was working a couple of jobs, UPS, and I was also working for my father-in-law at the time and doing construction and commercial construction development. So I was doing that. And then when I graduated, I worked for him from then on for probably a little over 10 years. And so we, we developed and built buildings in Northern California, some stuff here in Turlock as well. and. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Running crews, building, you know, building buildings and all that was it was pretty fun. A lot of work, a lot of hours. So I did that up until I think 08, 09. And then for my fun, well, I'd been divorced already from my ex, but I still worked with and I'm still partners with my ex father-in-law today. We get along great. <laughs> And so then I went on my own and probably the first thing I started was construction company. At the same time, I got, even though I was doing real estate kind of, I wasn't doing it kind of on the public level. So I went ahead and got my license and that started doing that as well. So those are probably like the first two things I did, like on my own, on my own. And then I did that for a few years. And I, I still do that. I don't do the construction anymore because I'm just too busy. So I, st- I stopped doing that a couple of years ago. But I still do the commercial real estate. I st- still do some stuff with some partners on development and construction. And then in 2014, I had a partner at the time. And kind of the opportunity came together to do a bar, which was the, the utter place. So we, we started doing that in 2014 and in 2015 we opened. So that was the first venture into, into the restaurant bar business, I guess. Oh, yeah. And I mean, everyone who knows bars in Sherlock, I think the other place is like one of the, the top places mentioned when people are, are asked, right? Or if anyone asks for a recommendation, that's one one spot that is often brought up. Yeah, good. Well, that's good. I think I think we did a pretty good job. You know, we we. We started out small and then we expanded and we've been pretty consistent, which is good. And we've had a pretty good run. So 2015, so we eight years, this was this year nine. So that's pretty good. So I know I actually mentioned the list of like a, a few other spots earlier, but how did the other places come about? So after that, when you open that one and then what, what comes after that and how do you keep building on, on those? Sure. So 2017, we had an opportunity to purchase the old piano, piano bar here in town. And then, so we took that over and eventually turned it into crew. And so that was nightclub. Just recently shut that down. Our, our lease had expired and they, you know, we couldn't come to an agreement with the landlord. So that happens. So that was the next opportunity. And we ran that. Well, I, I ran that for the last, what, six years. And a couple of years ago, we had an opportunity, I got asked from, with some people and had an opportunity to purchase the old sushi garden in Turlock. 
And then COVID hit. <laughs> it wasn't the best timing for that, but we rebranded it into Katana. And we've done some remodeling things over the last couple of years. And so there was that opportunity. And then then after that, we had the the old Hawks became available. And I worked out the deal, the deal to go into there. And then we started, you know, we rebranded it and then we started cuts. So that was cuts. That was about three years ago. We started working on that and we've been open a little over two years. And so it just came, you know, there's was like opportunities came up and took advantage of them. And I'm fortunate that I have some good people that work for me at all the places and we were able to, you know, pull it off. And then in the last six months or so, there's the opportunity in Hillmar with the Great American Grill, and then in Ripon, American Social now, and and the the building owners I know, and we we worked out a deal, and we're kind of, we're doing it together basically, and that was just another opportunity, you know. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> having all the experience, I'm sure. I mean, it, it maybe gets a little bit easier, right? And managing the different establishments, right? Well, Utter's pretty established. I got great people there. You know, uh, the other locations has t- have taken time a little bit, but you you, know, you go through and you find the right people. And so that's the key. You know, I've got, I've had some good people and I've got some good people now and that makes it a little, you know, a little easier. Still doesn't take away any of the stress, but. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's always there, I'm sure, with, <laughs> with, with businesses yeah. and all that. But you brought up COVID earlier, and I want to know, like, how was it like for you in 2020 to kind of, like, go through that, having some businesses that you owned already? Yeah, it was not good. Barely survived it. The restrictions and things that went on. You know, people don't understand. I'm, I'm going to generalize a little bit, but, you know, when they mandatory shut us down you know that's kind of a big deal because you know it costs so much money to, to open a place so and when you shut down you know all your revenue goes away so you have to still pay those bills and then when you open up you still got more bills to pay before you start generating revenue again so lost a lot of money you know of course there's ppp and all that but that that does that didn't come close to replacing the money that was lost. Luckily, you know, was able to navigate that and come out the other side, but it was not easy and it was hard. It was tough. It was tight. And honestly, nothing is the same in, in the restaurant bar business since that we're, we're still not at the levels that we used to be far as, you know, sales probably across the board. We're down twenty-five to thirty percent from where we used to be, and I can say that at all the places. I think that's probably close to industry standard from things I read and hear and talk to as well. So there's a lot of changes. COVID changed a lot of things, and it changed the way people go out, changed how they eat, especially lunch. The lunch business is not what it used to be. People got used to going doing stuff at home or doing fast, fast food that stayed open while all, you know, all us mom and pop had to close. Right. Mm-hmm. So it changed people's habits and routines and 
that's been a tough for all you know in the valley here small business it's really hurt us oh yeah no i'm sure it's got to be a challenging thing and you know hopefully there's a way for you guys to be able to uh, to get back to the levels or maybe adapt right maybe find other ways of selling food maybe packaged food or something like at grocery stores or just something along those lines right to try and somewhat compete against these fast food places that and still stayed open regardless right yeah it's tough because there's a lot of factors that are harder on a local business small business than than you know these chains because our price point for materials you know mm. the cost of goods is higher than say a mcdonald's right they're buying in such huge bulk and the labor rates are a little different you know there's just a lot of factors so that all cuts into a bottom line and then you're also dealing with issues with government taxes going up insurance going up you know all these things have gone up so that cuts into your bottom line more and if you're not so you got to try to come up ways to increase your revenue to offset that and we we've done and and tried a lot of things you got to be you know you got to be nimble flexible and you know some things work some things don't but it's still just a, it's a tough road to hoe still today uh, and that was you know that's, that's over 3 years ago basically oh yeah no yeah i mean it definitely left the effects and i mean you know some businesses closed and we lost a lot of good small businesses that were in the 209 yeah. and it's it's a shame that they just had to, had to go so the fact that some of you guys were able to you know kind of like go through those rough waters and still be around i think is really great and and it just it just goes to show right people need to continue to support small businesses because whenever you're in that situation it's it's tough to stay afloat right especially if maybe you didn't have like high sale years right prior to covid that just kind of hurts you more right just having to, yeah. having to have that downhill so quickly yeah it's tough you know that's why you know here in the valley it's like hey go go smart some of these local guys i know sometimes the local small business might be a little more expensive but you know they do you know most small businesses do a lot for the community not just employing people but they give back and more involved in kind of the nitty gritty of a of city of a city, and it's important to have strong local business, especially in the downtown areas. Oh yeah, and like I always say, there's nothing like that local business treatment, right? I mean, you get to know the sometimes the owners, whoever is helping you out. You know, sometimes it's people that have been there for years, and you just yeah. you tend to get a different level of customer service, right, than you do at these corporate chains and all that they might have their own training programs but when it comes down to it the people aren't the same right it's nothing nothing like that yeah. <laughs> well i know you mentioned the newest restaurant that you opened uh, just a few weeks ago right american social can you tell me more about that just wh- what it was like before i know that there used to be a previous establishment there previous owners uh, how did that opportunity come about and and what can people uh, expect when they go there again it's in, in ribbon the opportunity came about is this, the building owner. I, I know him. We've worked out a deal. So we came together, you know, named it, branded it. U- using, you know, I've got, like I said, I've got great employees. Chef from Cuts. Moved him up there. And some up, even ex-employees. I, 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 I've been pretty lucky to have some people that oil and like to work with me and and each other and so we we worked on that came up with the menu 
changed up a few things in there. Still working on a few things because, you know, we turned it pretty quickly. So we're waiting on stuff to come in, but we're getting there. I think it's a fun vibe, casual, really good food. Got a mix. We got pastas, pizzas, steak, chicken, lamb shank, which is really good. Seville piccata, which is really good. Those are my two favorites. (laughs) And then kind of redid the bar area. So it's kind of got a little funner vibe. Got some banquet rooms, some outdoor seating. It's it's a great venue. So we're working on all that. We're you know we're we're bringing some live music. We actually have live music tonight on Wednesdays, and we're gonna you know try to b- build on our, that program. We, you know we're hosting parties, business, Christmas, whatever, bridal showers. We can do it all up there and outside. And then come come spring, we'll probably be adding some more events, some music. You know on Fridays or Saturdays. And just make it a fun venue, good food, great price point. So, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know if you've been in there yet, but it's a, it's a nice little place. Yeah, not, not quite yet. No, I just found out about it actually uh, a few weeks ago. Actually, when I reached out to you, uh, it was thanks to the yeah. article that I read on it. Too. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was like, well, it looks like a really great spot, especially for Ripon too, right? To have more, more spots for people to, to go to. So uh, they don't always have to come this way. <laughs> To, for anything <laughs> yeah you know. they, yeah and it, you know we get people coming from antica and all over too so it's 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 good we've gotten pretty good feedback been pretty busy and pretty happy with how everyone's performing up there uh, you mentioned uh, another one in helmar uh, what's the story for for that one sure helmar is a great american grill I mean, it's a restaurant and bar it's got a bar and it's also an outdoor it's got a venue so we can we've got a big Big room out there. We're over a hundred people in there. Also, now outdoor area with another hundred. So we host you know parties there, banquets, wedding receptions, retirement parties, Christmas parties, you name it. And it's a really a great setting. I, I don't know if you've seen any video of the space, but it's it's really a cool cool setup. So we do lunch and dinner there Tuesday through Saturday, and we do like. Well, tonight is uh, cornhole. We have cornhole night out there. Tomorrow we'll have you know live music outside, and so we're doing a few things like that as well. But it's it's a bigger venue for hosting events. Like I said, we can do you know several hundred people for a wedding receptions, for instance, and it's a beautiful beautiful area, beautiful spot, and so that's coming along nicely, and. It's 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 a fun it's a cool fun place, but really good for those type of things. And the menu there is pretty diverse too. You know, we got steaks, we got pastas. You know, we run specials all the time and salads. You name it. I think it's a pretty good menu. Oh yeah, no, all that sounds really good. And plus, like you said, having a lot of space there for events and all that. We don't have that many places. I think that kind of cater to large events, and so. Being yeah. able to have a, a venue like that and and Hulmar and Rip and kind of scattered right in like different sides of the two two nine there is a really good thing. Yeah, I think for people looking for venues and especially what better than having a venue that also has food, right? <laughs> Not just the venue yeah. for itself, but a venue that you yeah. have your catering right there. <laughs> yeah, we're able to cater on site, off site, so we can do quite a bit of stuff, which is pretty cool. So in all your years of owning businesses. 
what story stands out to you? Maybe like a business that you helped start that you always remember? Like, is there like that special business moment that always you reflect on? Boy, good question. You know, Utter's probably the most because it's the first. And it's, I mean, my background's not restaurants, not not bars. And I can be stubborn on stuff, I guess. (laughs) But I just remember the doubters and and the haters, I guess, that, you know, it's not going to work. You don't know what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. And so utter being a a success, that's pretty rewarding. I look back on that and like, yeah, we we made it happen, you know. And it stayed that it's been that way for since we opened. And so that's pretty good, you know. And it's the same on the, the you know, the, the restaurants and stuff too. Is we've done things that aren't in my wheelhouse per se, you know what I mean? But a lot of it's just about people finding good people, working together, accomplishing the goal. So I've been fortunate that way. Right? But yeah, Utter is kind of is is probably you know, really special because of that. It was the first step in that, in in this genre, you know, food and restaurants and bars. So that's what I remember is just doubters, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. There's nothing better than uh, proving anyone that doubts you right, wrong. And, you know, you got to start somewhere, right? I mean, all the people who might be more specialized than that. I mean, at one point they didn't have any experience too, right? They, <laughs> they had to, learn more about it yeah. too so uh, i'm sure it's gotten better over time right with owning different restaurants no one could really doubt it now right it's like do you doubt it <laughs> it's, it's been going on for a while um, <laughs> well it's not easy is, but <laughs> oh yeah i'm sure especially going from you know having different kinds of foods right i mean i know some of these restaurants vary in their food options and all that so catering to different yeah customers is, is a little different too right yeah, it's different, and you know you have different skills for different people, right? So that everyone in the kitchen side has different skills, so you got to work with that. But I, to me, I just look at it as a business, and you know, working with employees, just solving the problem, right? Work the problem, solve the problem, whatever, whatever it is, and you just work through those issues. And to me, it's just like any other business in my head. There's there's little there's little little things that are different, but you you realize that and you and you deal with it, you identify it, and deal with it. You just you you learn about it, right? You know how to adapt to that. But it's it's like running a regular business, and it's managing people, having good people, and communication. Hmm. So, in terms of businesses, do you see yourself opening other kinds of restaurants as well, in addition to like the the ones that you have now, or? Would you just keep it to the current like food options that you have? You know, you just never know. <laughs> it's like I I did start out going down this path, right? It was just an opportunity. So if there's other opportunities, and, and there's been other opportunities, I've passed on stuff or it didn't feel right or whatever. There's been several like that. So you know, if it's the right opportunity, for sure, there's always the possibility of doing something else. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that would be quite interesting too. I'd seen you uh, have other kinds of foods. And before you know it, you have this portfolio of like, uh, <laughs> you own a different food option, right? In uh, different cities and all that as well. I wouldn't mind ex- expanding to other areas with some of our brands. 
maybe someday. You just never know. See what happens. Would you keep it just to restaurants, or uh, I think would you ever like consider getting into other like industries, even too like services or like other other kinds of businesses? Over the years, I've you know there, there's been some. I worked on a few different industries, building wise mostly, construction support stuff, and they just didn't work out. So if an opportunity came along that was different and I felt right about it, yeah, I would do it. As long as I feel comfortable about it, and, you know, and I understand the business in a sense, I feel it's a good opportunity. Yeah, I'm a I'm a glutton for punishment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that has its rewards, right? I mean, it's it could be stressful, but hey, when it works out, just like in, in your case, right, having different food establishments, I mean, it, it's great, right? It's worth the, the risk, yeah. I'm sure. Well, I have one last question for you here. And especially since, you know, we have a lot of people that are majoring in business. I mean, I was one of those that was out there, you know, going to Stan State as well and getting that business major. But I know there's people that, you know, their main goal in getting a business major is also to be a business owner someday. And because we want to keep our local businesses going, it's it's good to know that there are people that want to keep business or start a business here. But what advice would you have for someone who's maybe fresh out of college, they got their business major, and they're thinking of starting a business? Well, to me, I think it's good to have some mentors or know people you can bounce things off of or talk to. And I learned this a long time ago in the construction and I mean everything. You know, you think you got a great idea, right? I've got this great idea. And you can model it and lay it all out and it's a great idea. Well, you you better run that by a few people. And I always like having a I'm probably more of a optimist, but I'm pretty good too. I I look at the negatives, right? I look at the things that can go wrong. What could go wrong? Did I miss something? You know, all those things. So having a peer group, mentors that you can bounce things off of, and always ask questions. I get a lot of people come to me, and they come to me after the fact, right? They come to me after they signed a lease. I'm like, okay, well, it's too late. Why would you sign a lease that puts you in that position, right? Or why would you agree to that deal? And now you're asking questions about it. You should have got it, and then you should have taken it to somebody who knows leases or knows rental agreements or whatever. But then same with equipment, you know, POS system. Better do all your research on the POS system. Just don't buy the one that somebody tells you is great. You know, there's pros and cons with everything, right? So, you know, do your research. The knowledge is power, right? And it's true. Ask questions. Don't be afraid that, you know, you run and buy people. That, that that's key, you know, and, and think about the worst case scenarios too. What are you going to do when this doesn't work? How do you adjust? How do you pivot? I'm probably missing something, but I, hopefully you kind of get the point where I'm going with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's first of all, it's important to get advice before you sign anything is the <laughs> yeah. best way. Oh, and and back to that, you know, I get people, they sign a lease and then they ask me, how much do you think this is going to cost? I'm like, it's going to cost you know, so much. Well, I don't have that much money. Why did you sign a lease? You know, these are all things you <laughs> get worked out beforehand, you know? <laughs> so I don't know. It's just, you know, it's kind of funny, but you got to lay it out and know all that stuff beforehand. I just see, I see that happen a lot, believe it or not. 
but there's great, you know, there's opportunities and guess what? You're going to fail. You're always going to fail. That's why you got to keep pushing forward, adjust, whatever. But yeah, ask questions, figure it all out, have a great game plan in anything you do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Be as prepared as, as you're able to, before you, you get into anything. (laughs) Yeah. You know, do that. But I, I like that you mentioned, you know, for people to know that you might fail, right? Even if the idea is really great, you never know what can happen. And and like I said, we sure saw it in 2020, right? I mean, no one saw it as a thing that would happen. And you could have had a successful thing. And before you know it, you were you were done, right? Just because of all the circumstances and all that. So, yeah. well, Jerry, thank you so much for uh, being here on the podcast. I really, again, appreciate your time. Again, I know you're a busy guy with <laughs> all the businesses that you own and the, the ones that you just opened. And uh, you know, I can't wait to see uh, future businesses that you own as well. And hopefully, you know, uh, stop by American Social sometime and, and check it out. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on and reaching out and all that. And uh, let me know when you're around or if you're at Cuts of Katana too or any of those places. If I'm around, we'll, we'll touch base. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll let you know. I'm a big uh, sushi guy too. So when I saw you own Katana Sushi Bar, I'm like, that's a spot I'll for sure be at. <laughs> and, and yeah. Then- your time i think it's pretty good <laughs> yeah awesome again have a good night and yeah we'll, we'll be we'll be checking up on you and see see what what the next business venture is i appreciate it you have a good night as well once again thank you to jerry for being on the podcast tonight another inspirational business owner story of how he started his businesses and I mean, I think if you're someone who's listening now who's at the thought of starting their business, whether it's an actual establishment or maybe it's a business that you do from home or that you go to pop-ups at or you maybe do just catering or whatever it might be, I think there's a lot to be learned and you don't need to be an expert in whatever business you're getting into. Of course, do your homework and all that. Uh, We see it now here with uh, Jerry in that. He didn't have the restaurant experience. He took a chance with the business. He uh, learned what it takes to own a a bar slash restaurant. And now he's got quite a few restaurants that we mentioned. And y'all, if you're in the tool and go check out one of his restaurants or more than one of his restaurants, I should say, go check out all his restaurants if you're able to. Certainly, if you're in the Sherlock area, there's quite a few options to choose from. But as you heard from Jerry, he's also got a restaurant in Helmar. And then, of course, in Ripon with American Social that just opened literally just a, a few weeks ago in November 2023 here. So great variety of foods and good spots to host your events at as well. So go go check them all out when you get a chance. So I got one last thing for y'all before I say goodnight as usual here on the podcast. Wherever you're listening to me, especially if you're listening on like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I think a few other ones might also have the option. If you can subscribe to the show, I might say follow if it doesn't say subscribe on your platform. And if you're able to leave a review on your platform, great. That would be amazing as well. I know uh, Apple Podcast uh, has a feature where you can actually leave a review. That would be really great. It would help me out a lot in having more ratings for the podcast. I've seen some people already leave some ratings on some platforms, so appreciate that. But if, if you have a chance, it would be really awesome if you could leave a rating. I'm not asking for five stars. If it doesn't get to be five stars, if you wouldn't mind leaving a review, let me know what else you want to see on the podcast and how I can actually improve this 
that would be amazing as well. Also, one last reminder here for this episode. Please follow the podcast on social media at The 209 Journey on Facebook, X, and Instagram. Again, I keep saying it every episode, but my goal for Instagram is actually to get 700 followers by the end of March, uh, or I should say more specifically, by the date that the Modesto Marathon will happen, since I'm going to actually be doing the half marathon, and that is going to be on March 24th. So trying to get that goal, in addition to my running goals already too, established uh, by then to uh, to have that and i am on track to that i'm pretty close to 400 followers on instagram of course i want to keep going from there because i'm going to be doing more live streams on instagram that is just the platform that i feel like is easiest to do live streams uh, so if you give it a follow you might notice every now and then the little live icon there if i'm doing a live stream more unlikely i'm somewhere in the 209 and there is an event going on and i'm just right there doing a live show for a few minutes to showcase things that are going on wherever I happen to be at. It might be at a restaurant, might be at another place, maybe a place that I've interviewed someone here on the podcast. So again, just give that page a follow at the 209 Journey on Instagram because I'm going to be having a lot more on there, more than on Facebook and X, just because again, Instagram lends itself as that platform that it is more on the visual side with live streams, videos, posts, all that stuff. And also me being able to share my stories with things going on in the 209. So I plan on doing more of that. And if you follow the page, it, it'll be really great. And you'll be able to see all that I share on there. In addition to the new episodes that get posted. So if your platform doesn't have that follow button, no worries. Uh, I'll continue to be sharing anytime that I have new episodes on there. So you'll be able to find out um, when the new episodes get posted and you can actually go and then uh, check it out. Listen to the episode as well. Well, I hope everyone has a good night or morning whenever you might be listening to this. And you'll hear me next week here on the 209 Journey podcast.